Well, welcome to The Way Home Podcast, featuring conversations on church, community, and culture. I'm your host, Dan Darling, here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm joined by my colleague, Lindsay Swartz. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Hey, Dan. Glad to be here. So Lindsay is here because we have for you today a great conversation with our friend Aaron Straza, who works with a really great ministry called Spread Truth Ministries. Yes. Kind of an evangelism discipleship ministry, right? Yes, absolutely. I met Aaron when I worked at Revive Our Hearts with mm. Nancy Lee DeMoss, and she uh, just has a sweet spirit and works for this evangelism ministry, essentially. Mm-hmm. So we had a good conversation with her about tools we can use for evangelism, sharing the gospel with people, how we can overcome our fear mm-hmm. and overcome our um, fear of lack of ability yeah. in essence. The thing I really like about what they're doing, they have this creative uh, video called The Story, which I think is really useful in a number of ways. One, it, it's a great thing you could send to somebody if if they're curious, like, what is Christianity? Maybe they've heard things about it and they've heard caricatures of it. You could send them to them. But also, I think it helps us as we share the gospel to kind of be able to tell the full story of Christianity. I think sometimes when we evangelize, you know, we use a couple verses here or there. But for people today that aren't as familiar with Christianity, they need to hear the whole thing from Genesis to Revelation. And so it's a really right. great tool. Yes, and it's really well done. So mm. it's not a cheesy presentation yeah. of the gospel. It's not stick figures, but it's yeah. well produced. Uh, the creativity in it is great. Yeah, And uh, so it's just a tool there that you can have on your phone, download an app. You can pull it up on your iPad. Um, when you have somebody trapped in an airplane next to you, you yes. can show them the video. <laughs> yes, that's so. that's the best way to evangelize. Exactly. Bef- preferably after you've taken the armrest and and like taken that over. Exactly. They're, they're really open to hearing about right. Christianity. And preferably after you've experienced a little bit of turbulence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this is going to be a great conversation. Before we get into that, we want to make people aware again of uh, this great new resource from ERLC uh, called Women on Life. So what we did was um, Trillia Newbell, who's our colleague who works with us here, gathered together a really great list of contributors, female contributors, to write about the sanctity of human life and all the aspects of it and and why we should care about life. And so th- this is a really great book. And Lindsay, you have an interview in there with um, leaders from female leaders of some of the leading pro-life activist right. organizations. Right. So they're women who combined have years and years of experience in uh, pro-life ministry. And so that interview was incredibly helpful. We talked about Planned Parenthood videos that were released. We talked about... Um, things that are happening in the pro-life movement, how to practically be a part mm-hmm. of the pro-life movement. So I think readers will find lots of helpful information there. Yeah, it's it's really good. And, and it really, I think, combats the narrative that's out there that the pro-life issue is a war on women. And, right. And really some of the leading um, activists and ministry leaders in the pro-life movement are, are women uh, themselves. And, and increasingly, we're seeing in polls that a majority of women are now pro-life. So we encourage you to get this resource. You can go to ERLC.com. You can go to my website. We'll have a link to it there. A really great resource. But for now, let's join our conversation with Aaron Straza. Well, we're here with Aaron Straza from Spread Truth Ministries. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. So really, we wanted to have you on to talk about, first of all, about Spread Truth Ministries, and more importantly, about this really important project that your ministry has. So can you tell us first about 
the ministry itself, and then we could talk about sure. the project. Oh, I'm happy to. Well, Spread Truth, we're a nonprofit organization, and our main thrust is to get the gospel to everyone, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and really, that takes on a couple of different thrusts in terms of our work. With our tech work, what we do there is we try to flood the, the technology space with gospel tools. So we have our online web source where people can go to our platform. We have all kinds of things there where people can share the gospel directly through their own personal web account. They can sign up for that for free, and they are able to share the gospel tools that we create through social media, or they can text them or email them, or they can access them with their phone when they're chatting with someone. So we really try to use this technology to our advantage to get the gospel out. So that's kind of the main part of it. And then some other things that we do, we try to equip and prepare people to share the gospel in an easy, casual gospel conversations. That's what we talk about. And we do that through training. And we also have a yearly trip to New York where we take people into the city and we get people on the streets having conversations and working with them to really just drop them into the middle of it and and share the gospel with as many people as possible. And Erin, you all have a new tool, the story short film that you've released not too long ago. So tell us a little bit about this, because Dan and I were both saying that we watched it and we were so impressed by it. Oh, well, we are so excited about it. This is a short animated film. It is designed by our lead animator, Phil Borst. I was able to write the script for that, and it was great fun to work on that. This film gives the the overview of the Bible in six minutes. So it's talking through God's story, and it goes through creation, fall, rescue, restoration, explains the gospel, and talks about how really this is the thread of the Bible. It is God's story, and God is inviting us to rescue in Christ. Mm-hmm. And we've loved the response on this. The The film, it's so engaging, and the animation and the design, it's just so beautiful and captivating. Mm-hmm. We've had great feedback on it, and we've really enjoyed hearing feedback from people who are watching this around the world, mm-hmm. and people are coming to know Christ because of it. Yeah, do any of those stories or any of that feedback stick out to you? Could yeah, you share yeah. some of them with well, us? There, there is a great story that came back to us just maybe a month or two ago. There was a, a guy who heard about our materials and resources, and he saw the film. He was so excited about it, and he started sharing the link to the film with anyone who could, he could think of. And so I think he sent it to hundreds of people. He blasted it everywhere. <laughs> and he he sent it to a friend who was serving in the military who was stationed in Kuwait. And the servicemen have had a hard time there and uh, have lost a lot of his, his friends and his um, fellow soldiers. And he was thinking that really his best solution was to end his life. Mm. He got this email with the link to the, sh- the story film, and he watched the film, and he 
gave his life to Christ mm-hmm. and he wanted to let his friend know, you sending me this film has saved my life, not just giving me eternal life, but mm-hmm. saved my life right here in this moment because I was just about to end it all. That is so neat. You know, one of the things yeah. I really loved about the story and what you're doing is, not to sound cliche, but you're retelling the story of Scripture. I think, you know, in a previous generation, it seemed like the kind of evangelism that worked or we thought worked was kind of a, you know, if everyone had sort of a Protestant or Catholic base or background, you kind of skipped ahead to sort of a few verses in Romans and talked about um, salvation by grace through faith, which <laughs> is, is still the crux of our of our faith, but we really didn't tell the whole story that the Bible tells. And and it seems like the method that you're using is what is needed in this generation, where more and more of the audience doesn't have a background in Christianity, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This is true because what we've really been hearing from people is that without that that foundation of understanding scripture, it is like you are dropping people into the middle of the story when you start with the the verses and things that we are so familiar Mm -hmm. with in sharing the gospel. And when you start in the middle of the story, there's no context for, well, why would I even need to Mm -hmm. trust what you're saying versus what someone else is saying? And so by talking about the entire story, the whole meta narrative, you really do start with creation and that God had perfection and beauty in mind. And that's not what we have. So what's gone wrong? Mm-hmm. And pretty much anyone could look at what's going on today and say, wow, things aren't mm-hmm. right. <laughs> like, why? Why is that? And so you're really hitting on someone's worldview. You are tapping into, well, why do you think that the world isn't the way that we would want it to be? And and that way you're bringing them into an engagement of We've all come up with answers for these things. What's your answer? And then here's what the Bible says. It presents this beautiful picture of what God intended. And then you're giving them something to wrestle with against what they are already believing. So I think it has helped people in terms of sharing the gospel to give a complete story rather than just a little snippet. You know, for me, it it, it seems like telling the whole story, a lot of people are probably nervous and defensive about how do I witness to somebody who's from another faith, say Muslim or Hindu yeah. or, or even <laughs> secularist, and it's sort of, I, I got to have all the answers. I got to know all the, you know, the quick, clever answers and responses. And and instead of stepping back and just presenting the beautiful story of Christianity that's so compelling and letting people make that, that choice, it, it seems to me um, that this actually helps equip believers where they are to have those kind of mm-hmm. conversations. I think it does. And what I have found even for myself is that having these tools at my access, I have them on my phone or I can send them to someone by email. It's like I have them with me all the time. There's this ready access that we want to take advantage of through technology. And when I know I can revert to, let's say, this short film, and it's presenting the gospel in an excellent way, in a way that that magnifies the beauty of God's story, I feel confident just to say, isn't this great? Like, even if you don't agree with it, mm-hmm. like, to know that God would have this in mind for us, and that was His intent, I feel like it it gives God 
back some of that positive press <laughs> instead of it being like, well, why, why did God leave us like this? Or, mm-hmm. or all of those things that we question when we, we aren't um, reconciled with God. This gives people a way to see that, oh, maybe something else is at work here. And maybe it's not that God has abandoned us. And so I think the, the power of story mm-hmm. tends to crack through some of our, um, preconceived notions and some of our, um, I don't know, some of our um, judgments against God and against maybe even the person speaking. And it gives kind of like an outside source to look at and just say, look at this beautiful film, look at this beautiful story, and let's just appreciate what this is saying. And maybe it gets a better way to have a dialogue. Right. It seems to help drop some guards, mm-hmm. uh, remove mm-hmm. some stumbling blocks. Uh, and Aaron, so working for a ministry that seeks to equip believers to be able to share the gospel, do you have any words of advice or encouragement, exhortation to believers in sharing the gospel that you've learned through your time there? Oh, sure. I, I feel like I am a student. I am I am learning. i I've learned so much being around this team that has such a passion to to share the gospel and um, to engage people with truth. What I have really learned is that we need more gospel conversation, and to have more conversation means that most of those conversations will not be a full presentation of the mm-hmm. entire gospel. But I would rather say something than nothing. Mm. And I think so often my fears in the past in sharing the gospel has been, oh no, like how deep is this conversation going to go? And are they going to ask me these crazy apologetic-like questions where I don't have any understanding mm-hmm. or ability to debate? And, and those fears would cause me just to say nothing. And so instead, what I have found is that I'm able to say something even if it is just pointing to the the beauty of creation or pointing mm-hmm. to, oh man, I saw this in the news and that's so heart-wrenching and that makes me depend on God all the more. I mean, even just saying those phrases and pointing to how there's a reason why things are the way they are in the world, it piques curiosity in people mm-hmm. and they sometimes will ask and then that gives me the ability to say a little bit more. I kind of think of it as I want to have as much gospel conversation in my exchanges with people as possible. Not that I'm flooding it every moment of every day, but the more I have, the more likelihood there is that we will be having those deeper conversations at some point in time. And so my encouragement is please say something rather than nothing. And and don't feel like you have to say it all at once. Right. I think that's another thing that I hear. It's, it's like you feel like you have to say all of it in one conversation. And if we could just keep at it and keep at it, I think that that really will take us further than being fearful that we aren't going to say enough or we aren't going to say it right, and then maybe you don't say it ever. Right, and it kind of gives you a feeling for how the Lord might be working in somebody's life yeah. as well. I know mm-hmm. there's times when I've tried to talk to people and they just shut it down or 
um, or they engage. And it reminds me, your encouragement reminds me of our friend Rosaria Butterfield and how she says that her, the pastor and his wife that were involved in her life before she came to Christ, they did not do two things that every Christian is supposed to do when you first meet somebody, invite them to church and share the gospel. So mm-hmm. in, instead, it was over a period of two years that they wow. developed a friendship with her, a trust. They talked openly and had her over to their house, but um, it wasn't until two years later, I think, that they actually invited her to church or she came to church. I can't remember the details. But anyway, the Lord just works in different ways in all of our lives to draw us to Christ. It seems to me, too, that the way that you guys are encouraging people to share the gospel, it takes pressure off of just everyday Christians. Because I imagine like mm-hmm. there's a lot of intimidation Say, well, I don't have a PhD in theology, or I, you know, I didn't go to seminary, or I just became a Christian. How can I share the gospel? But if you, mm-hmm. you're encouraging people to know the whole story of Christianity, know that well, rather than having to know, you know, I have to know all this about Islam. I have to know all this about right, Hinduism. Right. <laughs> and I have to have all these answers. I have to be Josh McDowell, or I have to be whatever. It sounds like you're encouraging people to just know the gospel and know that mm-hmm. story, right? Yes, I think that. The, the passion that has grown in me just by focusing on the beauty of God's story, the story that he has been writing since the foundation of the world. The, the more that I fixate on that, I'm more excited about the gospel. And it's almost like inviting someone to enjoy a sunset with you. You don't have to explain it. You can just say, look at that. Isn't that so great? And I think if we could do more of that, and if Christians could be as in awe of the beauty of God's story as we are other things, and just want to point to it and say, this is so great, and and if people have questions you can't answer, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I don't know that, and that's okay. Um, I, I don't think we have to have this pressure of knowing everything to have conversations, and it's okay to say you don't know the answer. It's it's okay to say, hey, I don't know, but I'll get back to you. Um, I think also the, the flip side of this is not just knowing what you need to say, but really diving in and getting to know people and know where they're coming from. Becoming someone who is curious about the faith background of another, I think that can do wonders as well. Just being willing to listen and to ask those good questions, because although we have these kinds of conversations among Christians all the time, I don't know that those sorts of conversations are happening outside of the church, just people every and who aren't believers. I don't think that they're exploring these things regularly. So we can be the people who are asking these deeper questions where maybe people don't have anywhere else to, to talk them out. Right. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about just being in awe of the gospel and pointing people to the beauty of the gospel, because it's not our knowledge of outside things. It's not having all the answers that's going to save people. It's the gospel. Like Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And so that's that's what we've got to be holding out to people. And I, I, the Lord knows I need His grace to do that. Mm, me too. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious to see, you guys are really leveraging technology, particularly mm-hmm. digital social media to communicate. And, you know, it's it's a new era. People, everyone's connected socially. What are some things that are really, you're seeing that are really effective in terms of gospel conversations online and social media? Well, 
we have seen, especially with the film, the ability to share that and um, for people to watch it and engage with it. We've seen that we, the response has increased dramatically now that we have this in film. We've had the social sharing with our our print booklet, so it's basically like a, a, a PDF online that you can share. And so we've had the story booklet that could be shared. That's been for a few years now, but now we have the film aspect of it. And just since its release in July, I think the shares have gotten up to maybe 55,000 in just a few months in terms of people sharing it and um, watching it. That increase has been with very little um, press, I guess you could say. So this has all been grassroots. One person shares it, another person shares it. And so it just really is increasing every month. We're seeing huge jumps in viewership. I think that the simplicity of sharing it on Facebook mm-hmm. or Twitter is huge. I think another thing that helps is um, looking at this as a group or a community effort. Mm-hmm. We just launched maybe a month or two ago an aspect of our web platform where you can create a group like with your church or with your coworkers mm-hmm. or your small group. And what that does is it tracks every time you share the story, whether it's the booklet or the film, and then it plots on a map so you can kind of see who's who's reading it, when, and it tracks your stats. And so I feel like that community aspect is really exciting. If you can say, oh, this this month we're going to really focus on um, flooding the community. And so we're going to share this as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to see that people are actually viewing it and engaging with the gospel, it's so motivating and really exciting. So mm-hmm. I think that aspect, um, it's like it's one-on-one and yet, we're trying to bring some of that community back to it as well. Last question I have. One of the things that really impressed me besides just, you know, just the quality of the film. I mean, you guys really didn't just strive for theological precision in good storytelling, but you, you really strove for excellence in terms of the actual product. How important was that? Oh, it's key. We want to give our best and we want it to be, we don't want it to just be okay or good enough. We want it to um, to measure up with anything anyone else has seen. So if you think of a non-Christian and the, the circles they move in with technology and innovation and filmmaking today, they've seen it. They've seen all of that. So their measure for excellence is very high. And we have to communicate to the non-believer. I mean, definitely we want believers to like what we're doing because they're the ones who may be sharing it. But our our audience would be that end person, the, the non-believer. And if they are accustomed to seeing these amazing productions, we want to be at that level and in that space so that they don't automatically discount our message because the medium or the output isn't up to par to what they're accustomed to. So that is key for us. Um, our animator, Phil Borst, he does amazing work. He he actually um, has done work in the past for all sorts of ministries and groups, and uh, he's just fantastic. 
um, when he's developing different sketches and scenes and um, different art pieces, just seeing what he can create, it inspires me and it makes me excited because I can't believe that I get to play a, a small part in what is going on. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting and we're excited for what we're even working on next. I mean, it's just, it's just been so fun. And I, I really hope that everyone else also appreciates that, that beauty value because um, that's something that we, we want is, is, we want for that reaction to be, this is so captivating. That's our goal. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's a great conversation. Really excited about this project and really encourage people to uh, go view the, the film and then spread it around on their social networks and groups and use it as an evangelism tool. Thank you so much uh, for you and your team uh, there at Spread Truth for creating such a, a great tool for us to use to, to spread the gospel. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I, it was so fun chatting with you. Well, I want to thank Lindsay Swartz for joining me today for that great conversation with Aaron Straza. I want to encourage you to go to my website and find the link to the story, this great video uh, that helps you share the gospel with friends and neighbors. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, would you let us know by sending an email to wayhome at erlc.com or writing a review for us on iTunes that just helps us spread the word about the podcast. We also have uh, past episodes up on the website, daniel.darling.com. You can listen to them there. Remember also to check out Women on Life, this brand new resource from ERLC. This is edited by our colleague Trillia Newbell and features just uh, a host of female writers talking about the sanctity of human life. You can find a link there on my website. But for now, thank you for listening to The Way Home Podcast. The Way Home is recorded and produced by Gary Lancaster. Research is conducted by David Clausen. Scheduling is handled by Marie Delph. The Way Home is a production of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention.